Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I am nearly joined by Quentin Tarantino, but not quite Tarantino. So welcome to the show, Quentin. How are you? Thank you. I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm confined here in Belgium enjoying a, a quieter time and then and, and moments to reflect on, on management issues. So very happy to be here. Excellent. I'm sure people in Belgium or some people in Belgium know about you, but worldwide, some people still don't. So would you mind giving me a little bit of a, an update or telling me a little bit about, telling me and the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do and what you like yep. doing? Absolutely. Um, so I've had the chance since uh, 10 years now to be involved and then to um, explore the field of uh, collective intelligence and uh, participatory management. So it has uh, grown from, from something that was very new to me when I came out of business school to a, a real passion of how to have people that are physically present or in these days uh, uh, remotely working together. How can we build a sense of community and a sense of, of belonging where we people feel engaged? Um, so for these 10 years, I've been exploring that question. I've been reading a lot, exper- experimenting uh, really a lot of uh, different things in, in within companies outside of companies uh, so how to create those modern communities and uh, and and since four years now i've created a company called mango chutney who is um, uh, actually taking care of uh, mostly small and medium businesses um, uh, in how they organize in the daily life. Um, so how they, how can they um, become efficient? How can they stimulate engagement? Knowing uh, the, the, the figures from Gallup that uh, roughly it's uh, 15% people are engaged in companies, uh, 60-ish people are, are, are disengaged and, and the rest is actively disengaged. So with this type of figures, our modern workplaces are not really thriving workplaces. So my aim is to bring back this uh, vibration and this uh, motivation back at work and, and that people feel, uh, feel good when they go to work. Certainly in these times where more and more people tend to, to look a bit uh, backward, uh, to, to take a step back and, and, to, and to wonder, is it really what I want? Is it really how I want to continue to work? Uh, what are the alternatives? So it's definitely a good moment to discuss about all these things. Excellent. That sounds exciting. That sounds exciting. I mean, I'm, uh, I've obviously worked in management many, many years myself, and I'm really excited to hear all the sort of good, good ideas and so on that you share. I think uh, it's always as a business owner as well, it's always interesting to get different takes. And one of the key things that I've always focused on is, is, is making sure that people do things in many different ways. And mm-hmm. what works for one person might not work for someone else. But that's also why in management in particular, it's really important to share different ways of doing things because even though it might not necessarily reflect to everyone, it could be very relevant for some people, right? That, that's what I love about uh, one, of the, one of the practices I love is called council. It's actually coming from, from California, the way of council. And it's a practice of sharing stories. And it's not about convincing the other or something. It's about 
hearing the story of how someone did it to to really indeed be impregnated impregnated by it and 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 and, and foster new ideas and new new possibilities and by sharing stories also you create uh, this community you create a, a relationship with the other so very good ideas that you have to to have this podcast going excellent so how do you generally view like if we take management as an overall how do you look at management like as a business owner and so on what's sort of your high level view on management in general and your sort of methods or mythology around it uh, there is a first thing uh, definitely in, in in europe it's it's big i don't know if it's in the rest of the world the word management is becoming a bit um, i wouldn't say outdated but people feel I have a manager and the manager is this guy that's going to be controlling you, doing micromanagement that is setting you objectives and, and, and after you <clears throat> using uh, controlling methods to, to get you things done. Um, I feel more and more people um, and, and where we hear here is that people uh, usually leave their company because of their manager and because thus of management. So it's a term I'm using less and less. It's a term that is then going by, uh, more and more towards what is um, called leadership. So how do you lead a team? How do you inspire a team? How do you uh, create a context where people will uh, get to a certain uh, destination in uh, in a aligned manner? Um, and this is definitely what I'm what I'm bringing to 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 leaders. Is usually this pass from okay, I'm a manager to, and, and what effect it has and how happy I am I'm to be a manager because when I dig with many managers, they're not really that happy to be the, the one that is always controlling, always having to uh, yell at people when it's needed or this and that. So it's not that comfortable, though it might, ha- it might have some prestige. So it's, it's, it's often when I'm, when I'm uh, working with, with people in, in a, with a, already a role to, to manage people, it's, how, what is being myself as manager right now and, and what would I really want to become? And usually then it comes closer to leadership, uh, which means uh, having a team and, and there is this, there is this uh, role um, that is described in, in either holacracy or socracy, which are ways of organizing uh, teams and, and organizations that are more based on roles and, and on, uh, on, on transparency and, and, and new ways of operating together. Yeah. And um, sociocracy, for instance, and democracy are talking about a first link, which is, uh, which is a good definition for, for this new kind of leader that is uh, emerging. Uh, the first link is actually the person is the first to be linked to the purpose of either the organization or the, the team that you are in. So that's the first thing. So being linked to that is the person uh, uh, responsible to uh, stay connected to, to the purpose, to where we go, to this vision, and to translate it into an operational thing. So to, to really channelize it and, 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 uh, and, and bring it to the team to say, okay, this is the direction. That's the first thing. And for this, the leader uh, needs to take time. That's one of the biggest fights I have uh, every day is uh, with all the companies I'm, I'm, I'm working with. It's always um, for the leader to, because usually it's a small and medium businesses. So they are usually doing everything and they've been used to that because entrepreneurs are doing everything uh, kind of. So it's it's basically to tell them, okay, guy, you need to to stop a bit going into because now you are you are at a size where 
it's a bit less critical that, that uh, and there are other people that can do it for you, the, the operational stuff. So you need to step a little bit back, not 100% of your time, but you need to dedicate some of your time to really nourish that vision and then go dreaming around uh, in the company to sense uh, where how we could evolve, but also outside of the company. And that's one of the big evolution um, because then you give much more autonomy to the people. You you have less time to be after them, uh, controlling them and, and more time to inspire them actually. And the second big uh, accountability of a, of a first link, so this guy uh, leading a team or an organization is to organize his team so that it's able to uh, get to where it needs to go, uh, which means assigning roles, uh, uh, being vigilant about uh, uh, about the culture, about uh, the, the, the values of our life, that that everything is, is really, that people are feeling well. So it's it's really to have an open ear and, and sensing into the team, into its needs and, and making sure that uh, that it's, um, that there is this context that will be the most uh, uh, flourishing for, for people to, to, uh, to really unveil all their talents. So these are two aspects that are usually not really, uh, looked into at least in Europe and uh, where I put a lot of focus and which really then gives a lot of a sense of to the organizations a sense of okay now we can breathe because before we had this manager kind of putting boundaries and and, and, and it was it was kind of uh, um, preventing the, the 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 full potential to flow and and when you get into uh, into uh, really nourishing a vision and 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 creating that context then the potential of people and the organization can can flow, flow freely, and it's uh, at this point that we go uh, into an efficient mode. Efficient being uh, getting to a, a result uh, with the least resource possible. It sounds very interesting. Who, like, who is evaluating performance in that so type of structure? It's a, it's a beautiful question, and it's actually. Um, usually this, there is a huge uh, challenge with performance evaluation um, is that people are getting into a selective mode. And then also what we see in transactional analysis, it's, it's uh, usually the manager evaluating his uh, collaborator, employee. So you get into this uh, parent-child or, or teacher-pupil kind of relationship where there is always this, I'm a high level, I'm evaluating you and you are lower level. So it brings a lot of... of uh, games of seduction games or of hiding things etc um so it's definitely it's important that the the the, the person being there to to to, to bring a, a context is part of the evaluation but not being the only one to evaluate because who is actually at the best seat in the best seat to evaluate how you work or how do i work is actually my colleagues my direct colleagues with whom i'm, I'm working every day so what I'm proposing more, um, a lot the, lately um, is actually what we call the evaluation, peer-based evaluation, um, and it's a self-evaluation. So first you evaluate yourself, and it's kind of easy if you take back, uh, if you are still in a job description type of organization, you take what is expected for you, so normally your job description, though usually it's already outdated. So you look at what is expected from you, um, and then you, you, would, you would just prepare in three columns. The first one would be, what do I do good? So what are my successes? And so you list it all around and then you look at what, what are my challenges? Where could I still grow? 
again, you list it and then you look at, okay, seeing my successes and my challenges, what are my actions? Uh, and then you would put an action plan into, in, in, into you, write, you would write it. Then you come um, with, your, with your, your team leader and, and a few colleagues. Usually I put four or five people together and uh, each, uh, so we take two, three hours. It takes usually 30 minutes per person to do that. So each in a round would then say, okay, um, this is, uh, so Quentin, you would start. Okay, cool. So I explained my, to my colleagues, uh, all what, what I did well, what are, what are my successes? I list them. And then there is a round with, and, and as many rounds as needed with my colleagues saying, okay, Quentin, I also see that you're good in that. And then another colleague says, ah, I also see that. And so you get the f- direct feedback from your colleagues. Uh, you write it all down, the same for your challenges and then the same for, um, your action plan and what is actually really great is that first the manager uh it's not this thing that's it's usually it's very usually honest so people are not hiding or protecting themselves it's it's uh because it's it's not a uh it's evaluation is another word that is the best uh where where it's a bit different where people usually have it a bit difficulty because we are used to be evaluated at school and to be um and to have grades and to be it's good or bad here that's not the it's not the objective to say it's good or bad it's how can we help that person grow and when we are in that mindset then people are really genuine into sharing and and and, and giving honest feedback so it's it's very quickly for a team leader it's it's because um, people talk about how they work uh, in their everyday life and you can directly see how is the health of my team dynamics? How is every people doing and, and their work? Shall I give some attention? And um, instead of having uh, trainings and, and, uh, and uh, that are disconnected from the reality of the employee, then directly you can have, okay, this is my action is to, to learn to, to, to speak publicly, but then I can, I can, uh, I can take on a training to, to, to do that. Um, and I can be offered that uh, as a training. Or uh, what I've seen many times is, okay, I'm not very good at, uh, at uh, prospecting clients and, and the colleague in front of him saying, oh, I'm really good at it. I can spend an half, half a day with you and, and teach you. And so it's this solidarity and this, uh, the, the, the sharing, this caring of, uh, between colleagues is really fostered because uh, elsewhere in the world, but in, in many organizations, we have been, we've never been so connected yet. People feel very alone and feel usually... Uh, or, or um, here you really foster solidarity and and, uh, and then after this uh, after it's done so it takes 30 to 45 minutes each uh, then people write it down again and and, and properly I mean and uh, they take down the action plan and usually six months after um, there is a, at least the minimum is six months after there is a mini uh, kind of one to one with your team leader where you review your action plan and see, okay, do I miss something? Do I need something to continue growing? And then six months again later, then you do this, this evaluation again. Though also you, what can be also happening is in the team meetings, once a month, for instance, when you have a, or once every three months, we review on the, the objectives of each and uh, we check how we can help or, okay, I'm stuck with that. Uh, and then we do a little, uh, okay, I mean your shoes. So what would I do in your shoes to help you? And so it's many little, very easy things that, that gives a lot of um, benefits and, and uh, beautiful uh, energies. So does that answer can, your question? Yeah, I, I can definitely see it to some extent how it works. But like what if someone is just not good enough or 
what if someone is super lazy and not performing? Like how, uh, because my experience with organizations doing something like that, basically what will happen is the people who aren't, people who aren't popular mm-hmm. will get a lot of not so good feedback from their colleagues. However, if people are popular and if they're well-liked and the likes, even if they're performing badly, the teammates won't tell them. That it's a very good question, though I've, I've done it with roughly 200 people at this point. Um, and what I've always seen, because this popularity or unpopularity is always there, so that's international. Um, the thing is, if you ask someone to, to evaluate himself first and really to auto-assess, uh, usually people are not, they, they, they try to be sincere. If they're not, and, and the feedback is... is um, is um, is always if you if you put a good frame in the beginning saying okay we are here to support we're here the more honest you will be the better it will it will uh, it will the, the better results it will leverage um, so usually I've never had this thing actually that you what you're mentioning that people are uh, that are people are would be cheating or really treating someone too well. What? What if they're just not good enough? Like let's say you you've hired a sales guy for example. And, you know, the guy is too afraid to talk to human beings or something. So what would that, happen in a situation like that? It's a, an excellent question. So this kind of evaluation methodology is, um, I would say, the basics. It's, it's evaluation in a way to, to provide continuous feedback and improvement uh, ways for people to evolve. If out of that, the manager sense, okay, there is something here, or he, he clearly sees the figures and, and because he's also giving the feedback at this time. So if you're a sales guy, then it will come also to you evaluate yourself in your in your soft skills, but also in the, in the figures and then the things. So it's, a, it's an all-round evaluation. For a sales guy, which is underperforming and uh, we, there is this first evaluation where we normally would come, uh, he would acknowledge that, yeah, his figures are not good because this and that, and then he would set up an action plan. If actually the action plan doesn't work out, uh, so six months later, you don't see any movements as a team leader, then there are, you have other tools as a one-to-one and you can get back to more traditional things. But the thing is, first, give this space to, to be more... Uh, uh, for people to really um, become more, um, when you say that, uh, take their responsibility in front of the others and, and give theirs a bit of time and chance to evolve and, and give them the support to be, because sometimes with unpopular people or, or with, with um, uh, people that are underperforming, usually it's, it's hard to understand why is that. And there are a lot of factors and having him, himself having the time to explain why this is a challenge or why this or why that it brings a bit of empathy because we there is there's this tendency of uh, of uh, yeah a good collaborator is this type of guy that is always smiling always at the coffee machine always did always that so um, you, you understand okay there are other types of people that work differently than me so i'm a bit uh, a bit more empathy as a colleague or as a team leader knowing the actions that he has, I know better how to lead him. And maybe it's, it's the sales guy that is, uh, he is not working or, or behaving fully like the other. So it's not the typical extrovert, super, uh, super um, self-confident uh, and so on and so on. Uh, but he maybe has other gifts and, and maybe it's, it's not this sales that is good for him. It would be, I, I see they will be really good at uh, customer care or in, in another uh, rule so 
that that comes back to to what uh, we were discussing earlier is uh, not being stuck stuck into uh, job description based organization where I'm hired as a sales guy and I will be a sales guy all my life until I change job in the organization uh, towards more role based organization where I can say okay this I can clearly see that I'm, I'm less good in that part of the sales job so I'm not going to do it anymore and, and and there is another colleague which is really good in that part so he's going to take that role and I'm going to take other roles that are more um, suitable for myself so you become more but agile that, and, and uh, that seems to require a very large organization because I mean, many companies can't just afford to move one person from one place to another. Like, uh, yes and no. Uh, the other day, just before confinement, I had this uh, day uh, because I usually with many companies after I've been um, following them for some time, then I'm coming back every month, sit three or six months with them and, and do a bit of stepping back. And so there, there was this thing of, yeah, I like this, but I don't like that. And there was this thing of many people not being very happy with little things. And so I told them, okay, we have one hour, what, what can we do? Uh, just everybody writes down on a post-it what it likes less or what it doesn't like, doesn't want to do anymore. Um, may it be a project or, or a role or whatever. And then there were 10 people, something, yeah, roughly 10 people. And uh, so it took 10, 10, 10 minutes to write it down, put it in the center, and then people look around and say, ah, but this, I love it, and this, I like it. And then, okay, but if I take your project, then I would need to, to put that back on the table and I would need, so you can already stimulate. People usually think, okay, this is job, he's the marketing guy, so he needs to do it. But there's maybe someone that's really happy to do that and the marketing guy has been doing it for three years and is fed up of doing it. So you can already do it like, do it like that instead of uh, formal roles and formal things. Uh, so it can be very, very easy. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I generally work with a concept where I basically say like you can, have, you can have the wrong person for the company and the culture altogether, or you can have the right person, but in the wrong role, right? Yeah. So you can have someone who is a great fit, who is a great individual for the company and matches the, the personality and the values and so on of the business, right? Uh, and obviously, if you have capacity to have them somewhere else, you can do that. But uh, particularly with smaller businesses, like a lot of the time, there, there aren't those roles, right? Um, but but uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I, I, I can kind of get how that will, that will um, work around. And one little parenthesis about uh, what do we do with those people that are really not fitting the culture so that we cannot put in another role or the task, whatever. Um, there is this thing of many companies sometimes and certainly for, for smaller businesses, uh, but I see it even in, in bigger businesses, they don't even have a clear recruitment process. Uh, so they hire a bit like this and that and you see people and so on, but there is not this thing of uh, when recruiting that you would meet the team and, and work maybe a bit and test uh, that's the person. Though I see in, in small businesses that it's getting better. Then once you know how to get into the company, you need to discuss how do we work, what is the governance inside a company and this smaller companies, usually 10 to 20 people, it's the time where you start to need to discuss governance and uh, who is doing what and how do we do meetings because as of 10 people, uh, less than 10 people, it's a bit like we can all fit in the same room or, or it's easy to discuss and to be informal. 
after that you need to build a bit more formality so that's uh, uh, something where i work a lot on and, and that's very important it's uh, yeah where do we go what are the objectives what are the roles of each other uh, how do we meet uh, uh, governance meeting operational meeting strategic meetings how do we, do we evaluate ourselves what is the process for for salary rise what is the whatever all the processes that, that needs to be at some point discussed and and, and to be clear because otherwise uh, take it for instance for salary rise then everybody comes and say yeah i want this i want that uh, and it's 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 easily can become unfair and um, and uh, and not transparent which would then uh, feed uh, distrust and and uh, and games and uh, so it's it's not good for collaboration but there is one thing that is largely overlooked um, in in organizations is it is the exit process how do we get out of an organization being uh, I'm an employee and I want to get out. So I'm, I'm resigning or firing someone. What is the process to fire someone? So how do we get from me, Quentin being at my evaluation and being not really performing to uh, Quentin having his box in his hand and, and being said uh, goodbye. So that is something that is for me, uh, it, it's very important to be discussed and, and collectively that people know what are the rules how if there is a if there is a conflict for instance then it, this will happen and then if this doesn't work then this will this process will happen and then this process and if still it doesn't work then you're fired but you know the rules and you know at you can at all time relate to okay this is uh, where i am and and uh, and and you know that it's going to be fair because there are going to be the, the process is going to be the same for everyone there is no privilege there is no uh yeah like you more so okay it's good but the other employee if you, if you do that then it would be directly fired so this equity which is very important and when people know the rules and know how to get in how to stay how to work uh, properly together and and how to get out uh, intentionally and non-intentionally non uh, then the, this this thing of uh, being in a safe environment to work is is already much more fostered yeah it sounds really interesting um, i mean it so basically when I, when i go through things with clients right it sounds very much like this sounds really like good management to a certain extent right there's definitely some more self-ownership than what i'll typically teach but but uh, it it sounds like if people actually sit down and spend the time learning some good management, that is a long way, right? Um, but I think, I mean, it's, it sounds interesting as a particular from a governance perspective, but uh, yeah, I, I think it, I could definitely see some areas where I feel it will be challenging, but again, it's, it's hard to know exactly before you've tried it. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what's typically the, the size of organizations where you've seen the most success with this model? Um, well, if you take, first of all, there is uh, this kind of more largely uh, being um, uh, discussed in, in this uh, now worldwide famous book uh, from Frédéric Laloux. It's basically working in all types of organizations. If you look in Laloux's book, it's, uh, it's a small businesses to, towards uh, international networks of uh, uh, multinationals, I mean, or networks uh, type of organizations. So it's working everywhere. Uh, though if you are in a larger company, actually what you build is uh, instead of having a big Titanic, you build uh, speedboats and uh, or mini mills, mini factories where where people actually can can stay into 
a size which is uh, where they can still kneel each other and where they can um, grasp also they're not like a fish a little fish in the huge ocean they're more in a, in a small pond where where you know each other and where it's more safe for you to work so it's working everywhere my, my core business where i like it the most to implement it and where it's actually go fast because uh, i've been doing it for for a large uh, organization in Belgium, there are 1,500 plus employees. And uh, there it's really, when you do something, you need to go to uh, go, no go process, steering committees, this and that, and, and a lot of hierarchical uh, barriers uh, before you move. When you're an SME, then you discuss with the, with the CEO, with the team, and then, okay, let's do it, and, and we do it. So it's uh, no, no bullshit, no, no PowerPoints, uh, direct action, and, and in, I, I said the other, just before confirming games, uh, I was in a meeting with, uh, with um, a small company here in Belgium called List Minute. And they are like, uh, they, are in this, they are in this phase where they become 15, where they were super caring before about the employees doing like every month uh, the CEO would sit with everyone. And so they were too much into caring and, and not efficient enough. And now it just can't do it anymore because they are, they are growing. And I told him they do this five days retreats every year. And I told him in five days, you can already fully redesign your organization, being in subgroups and doing that and that and that. And, and have clear processes for you to, to work uh, really perfectly after. And it's not a recipe that fits all. It's principles, how I like to call it, uh, how to take good decisions, how to, to do good evaluations, how to appoint someone uh, to a role, how to... Um, structure info, structure meetings, and then you just uh, take on what is fitting to your culture, and and you let. Um, that's why I like to um, to uh, join participatory management dynamics uh, governance. So all these new models with what what is called collective intelligence, is actually to to transform that into. If this is not a truth that I'm giving you and this is the recipe that you should follow because usually then it doesn't match the culture. It's transforming it into how can we, for instance, if we take the evaluation thing, how can we have evaluation where we help each other, where we bring back solidarity, which are really uh, giving this uh, supporting people in their growth instead of uh, being this moment where, where you are scared once a year and when you try to dress well and to impress. And so there, collectively, people start thinking, and and my role is then to to that they do this project of uh, yeah, actually we could see evaluation differently, and it, how could it be if we would do that and that and that? And oh, Quentin, are there? Do you know about any technique? By the way, yes, I know one. This uh, okay, then cool, let's do it. So this is also a big shift that I see in, in over here is. Uh, less and less consultants, more and more coaching approach kind of. So asking the right question and sometimes uh, feeding a bit, okay, because they, they, it's not their job. I see it every day. So I can say, yeah, these techniques work well for, for, for that kind of client. So it could work well here, but maybe you need to adapt to your reality and, uh, and to your context. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I see like... Everywhere. Yeah, I see. I mean, I, I've worked in the largest organizations like IBM and so on, right? And what, what, I, what I've always found the biggest issue is really more than anything, just lack of management training, right? And uh, I can definitely see a big part of this thing is obviously going and actually giving 
people tools, right? And and that that's obviously beneficial because what what I see consistently in pretty much every organization I work with is you know people are put into these management roles and it's kind of like you know Friday morning when you go home you're an employee and Monday morning when you come in you're a manager and and there yeah. in very few organizations there's a good workflow for actually giving you training and support as a manager and I think from my experience that's where most of bad management come from because. Mm-hmm. There, there isn't that support for managers to actually learn. So, the, I mean, my, my rule of thumb is always when people wake up in the morning, they go to work to do a good job. If yeah. they aren't doing a good job, it's not on purpose. It's because they either don't have the skill set, they haven't got the training, et cetera, right? And therefore, when, when you have a bad manager, it's usually not because they're a bad individual or a bad person, but it's usually a question of they haven't been given the training, right? And I can totally see like doing something like this I can totally see how actually giving people the skills and the tools will make a huge difference, right? Because it's it's very similar to some extent to what I do, but I think it's yeah, it, it definitely sounds like a very interesting approach, right? Because it seems it, it it sounds very different. I I still probably have a difficulty visioning it, but that doesn't mean it's not possible, right? Mm. Uh, it just means it's very different than from what I've seen. Um, in the past so it sounds I've, very interesting i've had that the other day um it's for actual managers and new managers so it's really uh, what is more and more um a practice in companies uh, that are more getting more horizontal and more collaborative is to have also these uh, peer communities and one of the peer community is definitely the management uh, community so indeed if you are on a friday morning still an employee then monday morning uh, you're a manager then you at barely the weekend to think about what kind of manager do I want to be? Uh, how is it to manage a team? What do I do when I have a problem? Um, uh, what is actually my role? How much of time do I need to spend into that? And do I still need to do a lot of things? Do I need to be an expert, not an expert? So it's it's a lot of things. And, and that, that is definitely a worldwide trend. The, the higher you get in the hierarchy, usually the, the, the loneliest you feel. And, and so bringing back those communities and, and Getting people ask themselves the right questions allows them to to it, it allows them to to raise their consciousness and to to support each other and, and then to become these good leaders or managers or, or or directors whatever I like the term director actually because in director you have this uh, this sense of direction so I'm the one giving the direction um, so. Yeah. But it's important to, 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 to get into the role and, and to really digest it and, and to feel and to, to have this feedback loop that is uh, constant. And it can be through an external coach, though what I find the most lasting because it's, it's not the purpose of a company to always be paying uh, for external resources to, 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 um, to, to coach the people. It's to give autonomy into communities, to, to have this um, yeah, self-peer coaching um, which sure. is uh, really lasting and, and beautiful. Yeah, I mean, one, one, one thing I've always, <laughs> uh, after I started working for myself, I've, I've really found out that like a company like McDonald's, for example, are, mm-hmm. I, I think they're world famously known for having good management training and it's, it works every time. Like uh, I've hired a, a number of people who've previously worked in McDonald's and uh, it's just 
every time they come with a really good skill set, right? Because they have a strong culture, a strong training and uh, sort of background. And it's so obvious compared to pretty much any other management hires that I've had that they just, they have a just totally different foundation, right? So I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of other companies out there doing good management training, but. Absolutely. And, and, and you, you can train, uh, you can train as a manager in different kind of, in different kind of consciousness level. I don't know if you know about spiral dynamics, this model yep. about, uh, and so you can train to be a manager in the orange level, in the blue level, in the green level, or in the teal level. It's different consciousness level brings a different type of management style. So I would be curious to, um, a McDonald's employee could be really, really well trained. Maybe they are trained as orange managers and they're really good at that. But if you put them into a more complex, more uh, greenish or, or, or teal or yellow environment, would they still be good managers? And over to your life, uh, some person evolve in a, an organization. Normally, if it would be same, it would evolve in, in consciousness or maturity, and and it's and the more it evolves, the more it's able to to deal with this uh, uh, VUCA world where we are living in it's a volatile and certain complex and ambiguous world where we are living. So for me, it's a lifelong journey, um, and I think many organizations are really proud of uh, their, their their management uh, courses. Uh, uh, though, when discussing, there is a big uh, energy, French energy provider um, uh, that I'm discussing with, and, and I know they were completely reviewing the academy. Though they were really successful and known to be really uh, providing really good managers, but it's managers more for the 20th century and not 21st century management. So lots of opportunities, lots of changes. But uh, what I see is uh, it's uh, more we get into that, the more people are... are are becoming more happy at work because in at the end of the day it's uh, work is the the, the space and and the, the place where we spend most of our life so and after that it's yeah. it's bed so we need to have a good bed and uh, <laughs> and yeah. a good and a good work environment uh, really unleashing all our potential yeah i like it i like it that sounds very interesting so what's uh... When, when you bring in new companies to this model, like what, what is the, the length of a process to evolve into a, something like this? It always depends on the size of the company and uh, on the willingness of the company uh, to move, to, to take time, basically, because uh, change or evolution is a simple equation. It equals time times consciousness. So you can be conscious, some leaders know about these new models and they want to implement and know that they want to do something differently. Uh, but if you know and you don't take time to implement it, then nothing will happen. And some people have a lot of time, but they don't know that something else is possible. So they continue to do it the same way. So the first thing is, are you ready to take a bit of time? Um, it doesn't mean a full-time, uh, it's not a full-time job, but in the first month, uh, you need to uh, at least have... Uh, what I usually start with small organization is a two-day outdoor session, meaning outdoor outside of your company, where really dive into uh, the basics, building trust, uh, unleashing, the, uh, uh, allowing people to to share what they really feel. So building this container where, where people can share, uh, start exploring, okay, how, how is it to work now? Well, what are we good at? Where can we improve? And, and the basics... Um, and, and give a strong basis. And then it's uh, 
we say usually, and when I say we, it's uh, most organizational coaches um, that are working in, in, into implementing these kind of things, is a cultural change because here it's really a cultural change because you change values or you you make sure those values are actually alive because usually it's a, we write a lot of some beautiful things on the wall and then, okay, homework done. Um, uh, now let's forget about them. So. Uh, this cultural change takes uh, three to five years Uh, so that's a long process though you can see benefits of it quite quickly only already by uh, because usually after such two days one of the things that comes in 90% of the cases is we hate how we meet we need really to reinvent those meetings make them more efficient make them more uh, alive participatory whatever and already by changing that you change uh, the, the, the way that people listen to each other um, and uh, the way that people interact, the way that uh, tasks are divided, decisions are taken. And already in six months, if you, again, if you take a bit of time uh, to, to, to explore that, um, to make it yours, and uh, in six months, you already see a lot of effects. After two days, you already see a lot of effects because people have been talking to each other like never before. Uh, you've been digging into sometimes conflicts that were there for years and eventually it comes on the table and, and okay, it's not that bad. What, what does that mean? Uh, what is, how is it an opportunity for us to evolve and to make things better? And um, so it's a beautiful journey. The only thing is uh, I've had that with, with a company last year, uh, consultants, um, working they didn't have an, at all an organization model so, so it was it was quite uh, uh, the first requirement that for them was uh, not to really too much work on the cultural uh, aspects but more on the structural aspects so who is doing what where what are the roles how do we inter- really interact together so more the structure so we did that uh, then came uh, they lost one of the biggest clients so the the whole priority shifted and they were into this uh, survival mode and so for more than six months, they, they, they put that aside. So basically, once you start working on something and building a new energy, a new dynamic, then, then it's important to, um, to, to, yeah, to work on it while it's hot. And if you, if you give too much time in between things, then you always need to reactivate and to rebuild on things. And then the thing is, if you make promises as a leader, uh, saying, okay, now we're going to go that direction. The new values I want to promote is transparency, is, confid- uh, is trust, is, is uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, this is our new dream or, or do, where we, you start federating people around a, a, a great project because uh, usually when you tell people that, uh, most people, because some, some people like to be told what to do, but usually when you tell people you'll have more autonomy, more, uh, relationships will be better and, 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 and uh, you'll be able to do really what is what makes you thrive then usually they're happy so it's it's a nice project but if you start it and then at some point either say okay stop or or you go backwards or or whatever then you create expectations and and then disappointments and then it's counterproductive so it's it's to be done in a period where you feel bits at least because Usually people ask me and, and I'm usually the firefighter here because they've been trying many things and it doesn't work or the situation is too, it's almost explosive. Um, so something needs to be done. So there is already tension. But if you are if you are really striving to survive and you have no more money and you need to find a new client and whatever high priority and you cannot take your head away from that priority, then 
wait a bit to start it. Though sometimes it can be good to, if it's a huge hell uh, and a huge mess, to say uh, to use other ways to get out of the uh, of the hole. Yeah. So that that's a different type of uh, of uh, coaching. It's really then a kind of crisis coaching where you're really there to help them say, okay, it takes a bit of distance, and and how can we how can we elaborate a strategy to to survive? So it's yeah. less governance. It's more strategic than. Uh, but always, always, always using coaching approach, which means asking them the right question instead of a consultancy approach, which would be then in that case, uh, this is what you need to do. But the problem is when you tell people that this is what they need to do, usually they don't do it because it doesn't come from them uh, or it comes from the manager and the consultant, but the team says, uh, pff, bullshit or, uh, or why didn't they ask me uh, don't they trust me or whatever there are lots of things uh, when it comes from external sources sometimes it's really needed because we don't have it internally but then it's a team decision to say okay we're going to ask that expert to give us uh, uh, an advice or this and that but for me most of the things when it comes to how do we survive how do we organize how do we find a strategy how do we get new clients etc then it's it's i find i found that it's really much more productive uh, and less costly to ask the people and to create a context to let it emerge because people deal with those kind of problems every day and they know it yep that makes that makes sense quentin i think we are nearly at the end here but it have been a super interesting conversation and uh, if people are eager to get hold of you What's the best way to do that? Um, so what I, I guess, I don't know if you give um, uh, with the podcast, I'll, if you... If we'll we'll uh, put in the show notes and everything. Yeah. yeah, but definitely they can have a look at uh, www.mangochutney.eu, uh, all in one word. Um, then there you will find all my contact info. I'm, I'm reachable via email, uh, phone, Zoom, uh, Skype, whatever. It's convenience and, and definitely it's a passion. So it doesn't need to be, I want to work with you. It's a, I have a question. I don't know. It's a, to me, it's I'm, I'm sharing day and night about this thing and I could do that freely if the uh, world was a, was a place without money. But uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. And even to have, uh, because I'm sure there are some coaches or coach uh, organization or coaches listening to me in the car to have your uh, testimonial about how you do that. Uh, how do you? Excellent. That is excellent. Thank you very much for your time and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.